Voice of Fintech. Welcome to Voice of Fintech, a podcast mapping out Swiss and European fintech scene, connecting fintech enthusiasts with startups, incubators, accelerators, business angels and VCs, and incumbents interested in partnerships. Voice of Fintech will help you navigate the fintech ecosystem. Here you can listen to the startup founder stories, what investors and incumbents are looking for when dealing with startups, and find out more about resources provided by incubators and accelerators. My name is Rudy Fallad, and I'll be hosting this podcast. Hello and welcome to Voice of Fintech. Today we're joined by Maxime, who is an Insight grad, and uh, he set up a business that invests or helps people to invest in wine businesses. And we're going to find out more about how this all works. So welcome, Maxime. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself or why have you decided to start your own company? And uh, how did you get to do what you do today? Yeah, I started Wine Funding four years ago. Uh, because I wanted to provide uh, services to both, on the one side, wine companies looking for alternative ways to finance their growth, and on the other side, wine lovers who want to invest in the wine industry. And the reason why I started this is because I wanted to combine uh, my two experiences, both in the wine industry and in finance. I started to work as a winemaker in different countries, in, uh, in Australia, in California, in Chile, and in South Africa. I worked in production on, for, uh, for a few years, and then I moved to a management position in um, wine estates and wine uh, merchant companies. So I've got quite a strong exp- experience in the wine industry. And then I uh, did an MBA at INSEAD, like you said, and I worked in strategy consulting and did several projects in different industries outside of the wine industry, which was very good to learn other aspects of other types of businesses. And I've also worked a lot for private equity funds. I did many strategic due diligences, for, which was very interesting and very instrumental in getting to know how to assess a business and to understand the different dynamics that the investors are looking for. Why have you started your own business? Why venturing out on your own? No, Nobody is doing what we do, the way we do it. Uh, so I had to start it. Because when I was talking in the, in the consulting world, in finance, to uh, people, and when they knew that I was a winemaker before uh, working in, in consulting, they asked me to uh, organize a wine testing. They asked me to if, they, if I have opportunities to invest in wine businesses because they, they, they buy more wine every year than what they can drink. And uh, they want to go a little bit further than just buying wine. They want to invest in wine companies. They ask me what, how I can help them. So this really sparkled the idea when I started to meet ma- many and many more people working in the corporate world who were willing to invest, not necessarily very large amount of money. It's not, we're not talking about people who, who made uh, tens of millions who can buy a wine estate for themselves and have someone run it. And, and just come for the weekend. We're talking about people who have maybe uh, 10,000, 100,000, or even 1,000 to invest in a wine business to feel part of it. Okay. And this is, this is when it sparkled the idea, is uh, if I put together all these people who told me I would like to invest, there's something we can do by bringing them together. And, and at the same time, the crowdfunding uh, regulation came in place. And, and that's why I, I decided to, uh, to start the, the company. So what is wine funding? Can you explain it a little bit? I know that 
some people who love wine that they start collecting bottles, investing in in wine as um, as an you know for profit. What's your view on this? First of all, and second of all, I think that uh, your focus is slightly different than the objective, right? Yeah, true. Uh, there are many companies uh, out there offering investment in stocks of wine. I mean, uh, in bottles of wine, mostly uh, Grand Cru wines, and uh, many or companies are already offering the services. Uh, this is not at all what we do on wine farming. We don't offer this type of uh, investment. To answer your question, is it a good investment or not? Uh, the, the past has proven that it, it has been a good investment. The future will, will, will tell something mm-hmm. similar or maybe different. Uh, I don't um, want another crystal ball to tell you, uh, but it's definitely going to be challenging more. And what we do on wine farming is totally different. We offer investment not in bottles of wine, but in wine companies, in wine businesses. So mm-hmm. you, you can, with wine funding, you can buy uh, shares or bonds in wine companies. Right. So what is your unique advantage and why does it make sense to have a corporate finance boutique dedicated to the wine business? To answer fully your question, wine funding is not only a crowdfunding platform. Wine funding is definitely a corporate finance boutique with an expertise in the wine industry. The, the way we, we use uh, wine funding can be in different, with different tools. We can have the crowdfunding platform. This is one tool that we can bring together lots of people from uh, on, on the internet. But we also use more traditional ways of financing, um, club deal. We can uh, organize with a small number of investors to invest together in a, in a wine business. Or it can sometimes be only one investor. This is the, a combination depending on the project. If it needs to be private, uh, sometimes when it's a transmission in the family, they don't want the entire world to know about it. So we will not put it on the crowdfunding platform. We will do it uh, like a private deal. And sometimes also investors uh, who want to invest larger amount of money, when we have investors uh, investing each of them a few hundred thousand or a million euros, they're not going to go online and register and upload their ID. So we do also private uh, investment for them. Okay. So obviously the investors, they can diversify the, the way they want outside of your platform. But maybe then if I turn it upside down from your perspective, uh, how does the weather or the climate change and the economy impact you if you only do deals related to the wine business, right? Which is uh, obviously to some degree dependent on the forces of nature. How do you protect yourself so that you have a steady business and steady growth as a as an advisor? Yeah, that's a good question. And, and now when we see the impact of uh, climate change, it definitely has an impact on agricultural businesses. But the way we try to mitigate this risk is by investing in different regions first. So it's very rare that you have a climate catastrophe in all regions at the same, mm-hmm. on the same year. So this is one way to mitigate. And the other way is also to invest in different types of businesses. So if you have um, a business that is producing grape and making wine from the grape and selling wine, this is like a typical wine estate, they would be directly facing the, the impact of climate catastrophe, like a, a storm or a hailstorm or frost, they would be facing directly. This is one type of business. Other types of business can be a wine merchant who will buy wine from different producers and he can mitigate the risk. Another type of right. investment can be a distribution company like a startup with an innovative model. And this would be, they will be buying wine from many countries in the world. So they will also mitigate the risk. 
So this is the two ways to mitigate the risk, is investing in different regions and in different types of businesses. And in which regions do you offer investments? At this stage, we have uh, focused mainly in, um, in France, I mean, on investment in, in France, because we started to, uh, to offer wine investment three years ago. And uh, we are focused on, on France with different regions, I mean, all regions, from Burgundy, Bordeaux, Provence, uh, Languedoc, in the Rhône as well any wine region in France. And we have been already looking at opportunities outside France, in Italy, in Spain, in the US. We've actually financed a startup in the US already. And then we are also working, looking at investment opportunities in South America, in Australia and South Africa. And now very practical question. So how do you make money? So we normally uh, always take a commission on, um, on the funds that we raise. We also have consulting fees and advisory fees. When we need to structure a deal, we're going to raise money uh, directly to a club of investors. We will often have to structure the deal and we do all the uh, financial engineering to uh, make it work uh, before we present it. We have all the legal aspects because there are lots of also fiscal uh, aspects to take into account. So we do all this engineering and, and then we can offer investment opportunity. So we, we charge advisory fees. We take a commission on the percent, uh, as a percentage of the funds raised. Right. And who are your target customers? You explained at the beginning that you're connecting the investors and the wine businesses. You're a platform, so you, you basically need both, right? But uh, what type of people you, know, you want to, to deal with on one side and the other? Uh, on the one side, like you said, we have uh, wine businesses who uh, need to be aware of the fact that they can uh, raise funds differently. This is a, quite a challenge because in this industry, which is more, rather traditional, uh, wine business owners have been used to uh, only call their bank to get uh, debt and not much equity, at least in France. It's different in other countries, like uh, in the US, for example, or in the UK. But um, in, in traditional countries, France, uh, Italy, and Spain, for example, the most uh, business, wine business owner called their bank to get debt. So this was a, quite a challenge at the beginning to um, explain to them uh, what we uh, can uh, offer and, and why it is interesting, especially now with the very low interest rates. It was uh, quite challenging, but we actually, the first clients that we helped have been working before in other fields or have grown and are more open-minded. So our target customers, to answer directly your question on this side of the business, on the B2B side of our business, are the wine business owners that have real uh, entrepreneurial mindset and who want to grow and want to grow faster than what they can do with just bank debt because many wine businesses have contracted a debt for 25, 30 years, and they spend their career 30 years to pay back the debt. And they only do one project in their life. That's quite often the case. And if you want to have different projects run in parallel, very often you have to bring in uh, equity, not only debt. So you have to have someone who is more open-minded to, to this type of situation. And in order to uh, open also the mind, to, even to the traditional ones, we um, have to do a lot of... Uh, nation and, tra and training and I do a lot of conferences I wrote books uh, about the subject so that, that's quite a change for them but we've seen in, a, in the past four years a lot of change 
Okay. And uh, so what are the typical ticket sizes in terms of projects and also in terms of investors putting money into it? It varies a lot between the type of project. Uh, if we consider the traditional investors that are not coming online, we're talking about a few hundreds of thousands of euros uh, per investor. And it can be a deal of uh, several million. Uh, and that's rather large tickets per investor. So this is really private equity type of investment. We syndicate a few investors and but are quite large investors. We, uh, we contact them with uh, our partners in the private banks, in family offices or wealth managers. This is one type of, of customer with very large tickets. Mm-hmm. And the other type of uh, customers with a smaller and more retail uh, customers are contacted with the equity crowdfunding platform. And this can start from 1,000 euros up to online. It's rare that people would put uh, more than 100,000 euros online. So when, you, when we're talking about equity crowdfunding, it will be between 1,000 and 100,000. And uh, you're based in Paris or directly in Bordeaux then? We have the headquarters is in Bordeaux and we also have offices in uh, Burgundy in Dijon. All right. We are really web-based. And then I just moved to Bordeaux a few years ago and we could potentially be based anywhere. It doesn't really make a huge difference because we, we look at projects from all wine regions. Actually, sometimes it would be easier to travel from Paris to, to go to all the different uh, wine estates. But being based in Bordeaux is also uh, good for some types of uh, connection and networking. And also it's close to the beach and, <laughs> and the mountain. Right. Where are you on your journey in terms of, for instance, uh, the team size or funding? Any any numbers you can share to paint a picture? Yeah, we are now uh, we have had to grow on, on the team because, uh, especially on the on the retail side, it takes a lot of time, and on the international expansion, it needs different skills. So now we are six people: me to start with, then my partner in the business, who is based in Burgundy was a very different but complementary background to, to mine. He has been mostly working in, in finance and then moved to, to the wine industry. As opposed to me, I started to work first in wine and then moved to finance. So we have different views. It's very interesting. Then uh, we have a project uh, manager uh, who uh, has experience uh, in, uh, in, in the wine business, both with uh, B2B and B2C clients. Then we have a, a business developer who is American and who is in charge of the international expansion. And then we have uh, two younger team members who are in charge of uh, communication. What are the next steps for you this year and, and beyond? The next steps are to grow the business in terms of uh, uh, number of projects and in terms of geographical reach we are preparing a project in different regions in france but also outside france in italy and spain and then we also working in parallel with the, the blockchain technology to raise funds through uh, sto for example you probably don't want to say which is the best wine in the world in your mind because you have a lot of business partners to deal with but if you could tell me at least a handful of uh, favorite favorite brands that uh, people should look out for that maybe are not so obvious. I can't say one from wine region is is uh, wine region is the, is the best producing because I've been to so many countries and in each country there are top producers, the producers in another country, and 
we quite open. There are some wines that you uh, fantastic in um, in Burgundy, in Bordeaux, in the Rhone. I just come back from South Africa where I tasted some wines from cool climate that were just fantastic. Uh, I was in Chile a, a couple of weeks ago as well, where the wine has improved very significantly. And uh, I just come back also from uh, London when we are, where we had um, a tasting comparing uh, American and French wines like it was done in the Judgment of Paris. And mm -hmm. it's, it's amazing how the quality of the wine has improved overall in the entire world in the past 20 years. Great. So the, I guess the future is bright. Where can interested parties reach you? What's the best way to get in touch with you? And what kind of people would be the most uh, relevant for you to help you? grow the business further yeah you can uh, reach me on uh, via linkedin or you can send me an email my email is uh, maxim at winefunding.com and i'm very open to uh, cooperation with people who are passionate about wine and who have uh, knowledge in finance actually uh, in uh, spain uh, germany and italy uh, we always need uh, smart people who are passionate to join the adventure Great. Well, thank you very much, Maxime, and good luck to Wine Funding. Thank you, Rudy, and uh, good luck uh, to the podcast as well. Thank you for listening to Voice of Fintech podcast. If you haven't already, check out also voiceoffintech.com, where you will find all the episodes and additional resources related to the podcast. You can also subscribe to Voice of Fintech on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or any other podcast app that you like. If you have any suggestions on the topics or guests or how to make this podcast better for you, please email us at info at Happy to hear from you. Thank you.